Welcome. You've got mail. Hey everyone, welcome to TechStream. My name is Seth Everett. He is Shelly Palmer. Or is it? There is literally no way to verify it. No, none whatsoever. It's and, really me. And I will explain to you why maybe in the tech space this isn't a critical thing. There are other apps. There's other social media. Social media is not the dominant force in my life. But as a broadcaster and as a journalist, as someone who graduated with a broadcast journalism degree, I think this is going to hurt the media. And I take attacks at the media personal. I get... I personally get angry when there are mass layoffs at ESPN. I don't work at ESPN and I haven't for 15 years, but when my friends get laid off, I get annoyed. I get annoyed when people call distinguished journalists, fake news. I get annoyed when wall street journal reporters go into Russia and get arrested for bullshit charges. I get annoyed when the media is under siege. And taking that verification away and making there no delineation between being a verified person or some guy who pays $8, present company included, it, 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 it compromises journalism. And if this guy wants to enjoy some level of responsibility with the thing that he purchased then this system needs to be abolished and he needs to go back to the regular thing. You want to reward Twitter blue subscribers by putting their name in neon? Do whatever the hell you want. But when you start seeing the fake accounts of reputable journalists tweeting hate speech on your platform, you are making my job harder. And for that, I say, F you, Elon. Wow. So for that, this is a public service announcement from Seth Everett, who apparently is very big feelings about Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter and what he's really talking about. Uh, I'll put words in your mouth, Seth, is the fact that about a week ago, everyone was supposed to wake up in the morning. Uh, April Fool's Day, basically. It was of April Fool's Day. Right. It was We're April Fool's Day. And, and I tweeted that I thought it was an April Fool's joke and I, I thought it would be funny if he went and tweeted, ha April Fool's, and make the big panic about nothing. Now, that would have been creative. Yes, but that's not what he did. What he actually did was uh, basically nothing on that day, except certain companies that I guess he personally didn't like or doesn't like or whatever. Certain companies woke up and found that their checkmark was missing. And they were being asked for like a thousand bucks, not eight bucks. They were being asked being asked for a thousand dollars to get their blue check mark. My blue check mark is intact now. Months ago, um, when it was first announced, I ponied up my eight dollars, figuring I'm already legacy. I don't really want to lose the blue check mark. But and I had an argument with my son Jared, who is a he's got a, he's got a big following on Twitter, and his feeling was, look. You know, a check mark's a check mark, and it does come with some degree of authentication. You have to give a credit card to get authenticated. And you know, they he's in the tech community very deeply as an engineer. So in the engineering world, they use Twitter more like direct messaging than they do anything else. In your world as a broadcaster, Seth, 
it actually is problematic because you don't know who's who and the impersonations are rampant and they, they became rampant immediately, right? As soon as you could buy a blue check mark, the moment you could do it, people did and did bad things with it. Um, Twitter has been in the anonymity business for a really long time and it doesn't work for them financially because it's not advertisers safe. Unless he's going to start charging a subscription fee for all of Twitter, I think this is going to be really, really, really hard for those guys. I, I don't, I don't see this working out for them past the point. But you know what? Uh, I'm not as I'm not as sad about it as you are. I'm feeling like Twitter's already killed itself. It's it's just hanging on by a, a well, little thread. Well, but we have different different uh, jobs, and uh, you know, in our day jobs, and we have different perspectives. My perspective, and I'm going to stick to sports, <laughs> to steal sure. phrase from Fox News. I will stick to sports on this because, you know, there are real journalists having real issues and under real siege. But in sports, uh, there are people whose whole careers are based on their Twitter followings. Adam sure. Schefter, Adrian Wojnarowski, Ken Rosenthal. Uh, that's football, basketball and baseball, respectively. Mm -hmm. the, the, my reason for saying this is we have trade deadlines. And there are situations. I am a broadcaster for iHeartMedia. I need to find out information. Uh, the day of our recording, I need to to find out where Tiger Woods was and what the what the stats behind his making the cut of the Masters were, and all those things. It's been my practice for twelve years to go to Twitter first. Mm -hmm. And and people are going to say, well, too bad, you know, first world problem, go to ESPN.com or CNN.com or, you know, go to some other website. Far, well, more, sure, reliable, that, far that, more reliable sources. Sure. But that's what the verification was. And I know for a fact that editors for years told reporters, tweet before you write. Sure. So. Again, I'm only sticking to sports because, again, there are much more uh, pertinent issues. But the only thing that I care about is sports Twitter. Hmm. And and for that, to not be able to rely on the journalists that I know, because there are going to be fake ones with blue checks, it's it's starting to really tick me off. What well, I, is that, did, is that I your experience so far? Have you yes. seen Yes, I've blue seen it already. Were, or counterfeit blue checks, if you will. Is well, it's not counterfeit. They're they're real because they probably paid the eight dollars or whatever whatever it was. And you know the the message from the the Twitter account says this this account is verified either because it's legacy verified or they subscribe to Twitter Blue. Right. That takes the verification away. This is not, and I want to make this clear. This is not about my blue check. I will sleep well at night without one. I don't need one. I didn't ask for one in the first place. Do you not have a blue check? I do. Okay. I do. I don't know how I got it. Well, you're and, you're OG. What can I say? You're one of those. No, no, no but, but that's what I'm saying. It showed up one day. Yeah. And it was fine. Okay. Wonderful. And what I also have done, you know, I'll I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. This week, uh, I interviewed an actor. Uh, David Gentoli for my Hall of Justice podcast. He's mm -hmm. the he's Batman in a new animated Batman film. Yep. What I do when I do those kinds of promotional things, I work with Warner Brothers and they love that I do it. I tag the other cast members in that film. 
So I needed to find out who was Harvey Dent and who was uh, the, the, the other characters. There was a there's a Dick Grayson and, you know, there's all, there's all these different all characters that, right? in this Batman movie. I don't know if they're real. And you just made my job harder. And for what? What personal satisfaction is this son of a bitch getting? He just needs the money, Seth. I mean, he's a poor billionaire who, you know, is out down on his luck. Can you spare eight bucks for the guy? But that doesn't that doesn't solve it. No, it doesn't. You know, you said that we did an earlier podcast, and you you mentioned that, and you you gave me all the reasons, and you they were legitimate why you subscribe to Twitter Blue, and I I didn't see any of them as being something valuable to me, but that was not the difference. If if there was some delineation where if I had to physically go into every Twitter account and check whether or not they're a Twitter Blue subscriber or a legacy verified subscriber, I'd do it. So it would, a, it would be annoying, but that would be a that would me, be a nuisance. Let me this amend, is worse. Let me amend where I was on that. When I originally said I was going to subscribe to Twitter Blue, and I did. You could edit a tweet. There were some things, there were some right. features that made sense. Yeah, you you made that that argument but and I bought for, it. But the last thing on my list was the verification. And the reason it was the last thing on my list is because Twitter has always been in the anonymity business, always. My blue check mark came to me because of what I do and who I am. And they knew me and they this, I got a blue check mark years ago. And when they were hard to get, and they got less and less hard to get over time. What I thought was going to happen is I thought when Elon became schooled in the ways of Twitter after he purchased it, somebody would have told him that the blue checkmark group, both the businesses and the individuals, made the doing of business, specifically the advertising business, easy. And if you remove that, you have to replace it with something else. You can go ahead and have a blue check mark for everybody for eight bucks a month. And you're going to have to have like a gold check mark for the legacy people and the businesses that verify that they are who they say they are, because otherwise you just, it's, it's chaos. Well, apparently he wasn't paying attention at this is how Twitter works day when they did that, when he bought the company and he did in fact fire pretty much everybody that wasn't nailed down. The people who were there are, they are swimming upstream with one hand tied behind their back, no flippers. I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable how few people work there now. So at the end of the day, they've, they've really put themselves in, in a strange place and it won't matter to the people it doesn't matter to, but to you who are looking to Twitter as a source of verified news from people who you just want to know that if somebody that you are, if, if Seth Everett tweets, I'd like to know it's the real Seth Everett, not a Seth Everett, you know, wannabe. There, and there are Seth Everett wannabe accounts. There were fake accounts and I reported them years ago. This is pre-Elon. There's a bunch of fake Seth Everett accounts. And th- th- that existed. To me, what what the point of this is, is that you've built a platform. And, you know, when you look at the Twitter followings, again, this is not about my blue tech. I, I could give a shit. Adam Schefter has 10.3 million followers. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. On his verified account. Yeah. Now there are 25 fake ones, but what happens is, is when they're, when the NFL trade deadline happened, fake Adam Schefter tweets were coming out. Yeah. And there are people who are, are reporters that they're doing their job. You made their life harder. And I'm sorry, but a sports reporter doesn't give a crap if you're left wing, right wing, purple wing, or anything. Yeah. So you're you're so Elon's gripe against and and if by the way, anytime I see one person print the word W O K E, I know you're full of propaganda. <laughs> that word has no business. There's no reason to use it. It doesn't serve any purpose. But if you're mad about that, if that bothers you. And you want to go up against these radical left wing people, then what you have to realize is football's not left wing, football's not right wing. Neither is baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, tennis, auto racing. And these people have jobs. Yeah, I, I gotta tell you, Seth, I'm not sure Elon Musk was really thinking that much about sportcasters when he did that. Um no, no, I know he wasn't. I, no I know he wasn't. But when we did the podcast about Elon buying it, we were talking uh-huh. about it from Elon's perspective, what it was going to mean to Elon and what it was going to mean to Twitter. And mm-hmm. I don't care about either. What I care about is what it's going to happen to sports media and to the larger extent, because, you know, we're not a sports podcast. It's go- it, that involves national, local and international media. Yeah. And they are under siege. And I'm sick and tired of the media being under siege. Well, look, he didn't strip the legacy verified accounts yet. But he and sort of did. But he sort of did. Yeah. Now, the numbers I've seen say that only about 12,000 of the 420,000 legacy accounts are subscribed to the paid blue plan. So that's just like a little more than 3%. That's nobody. The reality is, is a lot of people said neither I nor my company will pay. Well, I can't expense Twitter blue. Well, the eight bucks ain't going to kill anybody. The thousand dollars he was asking for is a little bit crazy. And a bunch of really serious companies just said, no, they haven't enforced that yet. Um, I think I'm paying eight dollars because I subscribed on my laptop. I think if you subscribe on your mobile device, it's $11. I think there was oh that controversy at one point that you kind of would save a few dollars. Oh and I think that was Apple's chop out of the app store that he was um, trying to make up for. So if you're on your iPhone, I guess even on your Android phone, take a chop, uh, take the Google play store chop out of there. So it's, it's pretty unfortunate. Look, I was hoping that Elon would figure out Twitter. I'm not sure what he's doing. I don't think anybody's sure what he's doing. None of us are are the first or second or third richest guy in the world, which he tends to be on any given day. Um, when you think about FU money, he is the definition of FU money. Like there's sure. no one to tell him anything, no one to talk about. It's like, what should Elon do? You really have to ask Elon because Seth Everett and Shelley Palmer have absolutely no way to understand what's going on on in in his mind. (laughs) 
T-Mobile's award-winning 5G coverage is bigger than AT&T and Verizon's combined. Not only does T-Mobile have a great network, but their plans are packed full of incredible extras. Customers can get a value of over $225 in benefits every single month on their max family plans. Benefits like your favorite streaming services, all included. Who says you can't have it all? With T-Mobile, you don't have to choose between a great network or great value. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash CY. Qualifying service and capable device required. $225 based on retail value of available monthly benefits with max. What I do know, though, as someone who's been in the media business for the better part of 40 years, is that uh, Twitter is really quite awful now and <laughs> and getting worse by the day. And it's not just about uh, the lack of content moderation, because that that is really a ball of wax you can't get into right now. There's it's going to be very interesting as the uh, generative AI tools become more ubiquitously available. One of the content moderation problems has always been that there is no, or there in the past, there was no AI that understood words. It could understand metadata. It could understand key phrases. It could look for a key word, but it couldn't understand context. And it's hard enough for a human being because Let's face it, every tweet by definition is out of context. You'll get a tweet and you'll see a tweet and say, great, right. awesome. Oh, I agree. It's like, agree with what? It's going to take you three minutes to figure out what they're agreeing with unless you've been in that thread the whole day, right? So now, though, there are tools that are extremely good. And I mean, I'm sure everybody listening has already goofed around with chat GPT. Hopefully, everybody will get a chance to play with, oh, I should do a quick um shill for our uh at, at courses.shellypalmer.com you can sign up for free and take the online course generative ai for execs and you can play around with all kinds of prompt crafting and stuff and it's all free of charge no obligation it's just another one of the services you don't have got. to pay eight dollars right no you pay nothing you can either take the take any course you want there's uh crypto and nfts uh, web three and the metaverse and then we have this new generative ai course but one way or the other everybody who's played with chat gpt knows you can talk to it in pretty much conversational english or whatever language i think up to 44 different languages and it's going to just speak back to you so there there are i mean ungodly expensive from the you know and the amount of compute power but you could if you flag an account you could get really really good at moderating with um generative pre-trained transformer AI models like GBT models, definitely. And now like the big tech companies are all going to each other, right? You got uh, Meta has Llama and Google has Lambda and OpenAI has yeah. uh, GPT-4 now. There's, it's like, there's a lot of competition. So it they could but competition do, makes um, the products better. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Sure. By the way, Elon's one of the founders of OpenAI. Like these, they could do this oh, if so they you wanted know what? to. Is, is he on the board there? I don't, I don't think he's I'll never pay a penny for it. <laughs> I don't think he's just involved. like, just like I wouldn't rent a Tesla. Really? I won't touch one. I will. And I'll, my next car is going to be all electric. You know, I told you I was going for the plug-in hybrid uh, with this car, with a lease when this lease is up I'm and I'm already looking, you know, because it's 18 months or so, but I, and I will get an electric car. I won't, I won't put my body in a Tesla. And that uh, company and that company could disappear for all. I just, care. just just to be clear, Elon was one of the founders and he was the face of OpenAI back in around 2015 when it was founded as a nonprofit. But he is no longer involved. So you can pay for OpenAI if you want to. You can pay for ChatGPT. <laughs> as for your Tesla, 
I, I understand. By the way, Tesla's the best name in electric vehicles, but it's by far. I remember the I best remember electric my, vehicle. My uh, stepfather-in-law was driving a Tesla. He gave me a ride. This was pre, you know, a year, you know, in the beginning of COVID, I think, uh, you know, pre Elon and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And what I couldn't understand is why Tesla was the only car that wouldn't uh, conform to Apple CarPlay. I thought that was the stupidest thing in the world. And I, I said, I said, that's dumb. He said, well, they have their own apps. I said, well, that's nice that they have their own apps. Every other car has Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Have that. That's stupid. And little did I know that 18 months later, I would hate this guy with a fiery passion. <laughs> By the way, GM is about to ditch um, CarPlay and uh, Android Auto in their electric vehicles. So uh, he's not alone, but that's neither here nor there. I know you're not a big Elon fan. I, I don't have a, a theory about him one way or the other. I'm sorry about what he did to Twitter. Uh, I'm not that happy. I don't own stock. Well, he, here's my here's my question to you. Um, what, from a purely journalist standpoint, okay, mm -hmm. whether it's a sports journalist or a, a, Nor a yeah, normal news journalist, journalist <laughs> entertainment journalist, doesn't matter. A guy runs a superhero blog. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. What replaces it? Because I don't want to hear about Mastodon because that's, first of all, that's a pain in the ass to sign up for and nobody's going to do it. Uh, no, the, and it's, it's not it's not a one for one replacement. Nope. Instagram's not doing it. TikTok doesn't do it. It's not the same. And the reality is, is that this platform, if it goes away, the only response is traditional media. And I just don't see our society going backwards. So there's a couple of things. First of all, for everybody listening, if you don't use Twitter lists, now is the time to start. Twitter lists are really easy to do. You should have a list that has your favorite podcast hosts on it, like Seth Everett and Shelley Palmer. Yeah. Uh, and your favorite. And and so those lists, Seth, are what I use. And I don't care what happens to the rest of Twitter. And blue check marks don't matter because the people that I want to follow personally, I know their Twitter handles. I'm I know exactly who they are and I have them on lists and I follow the lists. I don't ever use the main feed of Twitter ever for anything because none of it can be trusted. I don't know if it's bot traffic or propaganda. So many people just retweet and then they put in their bio, uh, you know, retweets are, shouldn't be taken as an endorsement or some other disclaimer about retweets, which I actually think is disingenuous BS, but people do it all the time. Right. And because of that, I don't, look at the main feed i only look at lists so if i'm in the mood to, to go deep into entertainment or uh, artificial intelligence or crypto or metaverse or web3 those are my lists i have lists for everything I have all my sports teams that i love i have lists for all of those and that by the way hasn't changed the verification thing doesn't matter elon hasn't messed with it that much and well, content does, moderation does doesn't when, matter when you fool people and then the people that you follow start retweeting these things yeah, and that happened last yeah. summer with the baseball trade deadline. There were Absolutely. trades being reported by fake accounts and people were falling for them. So not everybody who is a reporter who uses their Twitter account that is a worthy of a follow to be on those lists. Absolutely. They 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 fall for this crap. And it happens every time. Now, if you if we're saying that this verification thing is going to say everything is not trusting it just that sucks. Yeah, no, I think Twitter. I'd like is, to trust somebody. 
Yeah, well, Twitter's not going to be on that list for a while. And look, I, I think that they have shot themselves in the foot. I don't have a direct replacement for it. You know, it's funny. Um, there are not many places, Facebook groups, there's a few Facebook groups. There's a, there are, there are a few, there are a few uh, text threads that I belong to where there's a bunch of people are in text conversations. Twitter does serve a very good purpose for certain things. Now, I'll tell you what, both WhatsApp and WeChat have good group texting functions that I use a lot of, and it's nowhere near the same as Twitter. I'm not going to say it is, but you know, when you have a small group of people, 100, 200 people that are like-minded and want to, you know, share information, that's the right way to do it. What do you miss? You miss the serendipity. You miss the the on the feet on the street reporting when something happens, you know, down the block from somebody who's standing sure. there, and and they can tweet about it. And you know that was a good idea when it was a good idea. I don't know that it's been a good idea for quite a while because a lot of that information gets embellished and editorialized in very unprofessional ways. So th there's no simple question uh, answer to this. I wish there were. One thing everyone should know is that at the moment. Elon has been very, very, very unclear about what his intentions are. So far, if you paid eight dollars a month, you've got your blue check mark. If you don't pay eight dollars a month, I don't, I don't know. Are you paying eight dollars a month now, Seth? No, I have a, my you check still mark have your blue, exists, and it's still there. So I've been paying eight dollars a month since they started the. It was five and change actually when it started. It wasn't eight. It was now what it says is this account is verified because it's subscribed to Twitter Blue or is a legacy verified account. That's and what mine to the says. people who pay. To the people who pay, you're getting shortchanged. No question about that. There's no question about it. But you know what? We can't. We can't do. We can't do anything about it. Things we can well, do. Except complain on a podcast. Things we can do. I've One, been waiting, by the way, for like ten days to do this. Remember, I wanted to do this last week. Yeah, I know. But I've been look, hopping mad for for days. This is like therapy could, for me. I couldn't tell you were pissed. I really couldn't. Amazing. Two things everybody can do in mid-April that are amazing. One, the NAB show is in mid-April, so I can, you know, you can go to Las Vegas because Las Vegas in April is always fun. And the National Association of uh, Broadcasters has their annual show there, NAB 2023. It's going Seven to Seven panels on podcasting. Going to be amazing. Lots of gear, lots of peeps, lots of fun. And then at the Fountain Blue in Miami, same days, 17th and 19th, it's a possible, possible conference, which is all the coolest marketers in the world. Uh, both of these shows require you to be in the trade. Uh, so you have to kind of be in the trade to go. But they sell tickets. And, you know, if you're eligible and you feel like you'd benefit from going, NAB is in Vegas. And the possible conference is at the Fountain Blue in Miami. Both of those shows are amazing. And uh, I will be at both, oddly enough. I'm going to do one, then run to the other, because that's... The Fountain Blue, the, the, it's, it's a super, super uh, uh, luxurious place, but you feel like you're walking into 1986. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool when you it's walk wonderful. in there. It's, one, it's a wonderful hotel. I really it's love it. It's a wonderful place, but you feel like you're in a time warp. Like, not in the old, like, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a compliment. It, it feels like, I feel like if I looked, if I turned around, I'd see my Cuban grandfather. Like down the <laughs> down the hallway. Oh my god! I I was there for a a, a, a soccer a, a European football pre a press conference. 
Uh-huh. They do this uh, International Champions Cup, which was like a f- bunch of friendlies in the United States with all these teams across Europe. And they had their big announcement uh, at the Fontainebleau. And uh, so I went there and uh, I just it was like an, I felt like I was in a time warp. My uh, my father was born in Havana, Cuba. I, I don't tell this story too too often. So my whole paternal family, they're in South Florida. They're in the Miami area. And mm-hmm. the Fountain Blue looks literally like a fancier place that my grandparents hung out. Like oh, that's what it looks like. I'm sure. I think. Oh it my was, god! I love that place. It was in 2005. They closed for a couple of years. They dropped a billion dollars redoing the place. It opened right around the financial crisis of 2008. I know that for as I remember that because we were supposed to go down there, mm-hmm. and and like the whole world had canceled everything and. It was just kind of a funny, just a funny, not funny at all, but I mean, it was just kind of funny to have Miami being that empty at that time. It was you know, the, the vacation spot, spots. But um, anyway, look, it, it, it's redone. It is taking a giant step back to 1986. But the coolest thing about the Fountain Blue is that in mid-April, there'll be the possible conference. So we'll either see you there or we'll see you in Las Vegas at NAB or we'll see you right here next week on TechStream. We'll see you next week.